0: Four minutes after seven on Tuesday, the 9th of January. Summer Brecky here on SEN. It's Trent Copeland with Jaleesa Apps. Filling in for Vossie and Brandy, many others. At this show, we are talking sport all morning and we are here for Bryden's Lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness? Contact Bryden's Lawyers. Uh, this is one of those days where you're sitting and we're talking Tiger Woods and Nike split. We're talking who is going to... Replace David Warner at the top of the order for Australia. Conversations that we haven't had to have for quite some time. In Tiger Woods' case, 27 years. But it feels like there hasn't been a genuine selection decision for Australia to make for quite some time. Uh, We heard Darren Lehman talking on SEN Sports Day last night, talking about David Warner.
1: Oh, he was one of the greats, Uh, I mean, in Australia. His record in Australia is unbelievable. Oh, I mean, it's second. The probably only question mark with him is his record in England and in India, isn't it? Uh, mm-hmm. You know, he, I think he averages twenty one in India and twenty five in England, or something like that. But in Australia, he was unbelievable. So he's one of our greats in all formats. He, in the one day format, he did score runs all around the world and T20s and one World Cups and one Ashes. So he's going to go down as one of the greats. There's no doubt about that. Uh, he, he would love to make a hundred. I think he had four goes at England, didn't he? Four mm-hmm. four Ashes series. And some like that, yeah. That probably, yeah, it's a bit like a Dougie Walters, isn't it? I think Dougie <laughs> Walters did that as well. So he'll go down as one of the greats. He's probably only England that he missed out on um, and, and India. But, you know, he's, you're going to miss his aggressive, entertaining style, but the way he puts the ballers on the back foot. And that's what we'll probably miss at certain stages because most of our batters, apart from, say, head and marsh, who just keep going, most of them are more conventional at the start of their innings. So we'll miss that explosiveness, I think.
0: Yeah, that's Darren Lehman talking, former Australian coach, talking about David Warner and the legacy that he leaves behind. He mentioned uh, a little earlier in that interview on SEN Sports Day that Steve Smith should stay at number four, in his opinion. Uh, There's been many, many people this week talking about who should replace Davey. Kim Hughes, Mitchell Johnson talking about Cameron Bancroft, Matty Hayden, and even Darren Lehman talking about Matty Renshaw, and we think that today might be the day that we find out exactly who it's going to be. In other news in cricket, uh, we will talk to Jordan Silk a little after 8 o'clock this morning. But last night, the Thunder, their chances of finals took a real hit uh, up against the Scorchers. The Scorchers too good, as they are often in the BBL they made light work of the run chase three wickets down on the back of Englishman Zach Crawley to get the job done there. Uh, news about Usman Kawaja. He is able to wear his Dove logo in the Big Bash, given the playing conditions are different to ICC regulations in the World Test Championship. And just quickly, in the basketball, the Lakers have snapped their four-game uh, NBA losing streak with a 106-103 victory over the Crosstown rivals, the LA Clippers. LeBron James still getting it done, 25 points, including, including there was a poster, a dunk over Paul George yesterday, which if you haven't seen it, get on socials and check it out. But uh, a lot going on in the world of sport. And we just spoke about a big breakup in the world of sport, Tiger and Nike. And we've had a, another text come in here on the Edgewater Homes text line, 0457 736 736. Another big breakup that would shock the world. From Rob, the, the Tiger-Nike split would only be less shocking than Jaleesa and KFC going their separate ways.
2: <laughs> a couple of people picked up on this, but I said <laughs> my sporting, when you asked me about my sporting, um, you know, marriages, I said the Sharks and Zombreros every time I'm down at the Sharks and I'm trying to concentrate on Nico Hines or something. I just could see the Zombreros logo behind him and I am just <laughs> desperately want a burrito. doesn't mean I've given away KFC. It's plenty mm. for everyone. There's plenty of, there's plenty of meals in my day that everyone is getting satisfied. Now, Nike, I actually just looked up the share price. It's gone up today.
0: That's interesting. Yeah.
2: I thought it was interesting too, because I thought, I wonder if this has been, because to me, if you're, uh, getting rid of Tiger Woods, is that an indication that you're struggling? First of all, as a share, if you're a shareholder, you're like, oh, does this mean things mm. are drama behind the scenes? And what does it mean for moving forward but no it's up today look nice little graph there you go yeah just that cool.
0: graph does point up yeah that's that's good research i gave again you a, from i you. gave
3: you a visual on radio did.
0: yes <laughs> no one else can see it but i agree yeah, that but was, it was pointing upwards it was for you no i'm with you the the research levels from you in the last oh, half an yeah. hour
3: haven't i just panicked after you asked me what i was doing i set up on tiktok
0: sorry now, i outed you for that Yeah,
3: i'm like researching finance. I don't know who I am.
0: Yeah. Well, thankfully, we've got a man on the line who can tell us all about tennis, who does know who he is. He does know what he's talking about. It's SEN tennis expert, Brett Phillips. How are you this morning, mate? Trent, Jalissa, good morning, team. Uh, As I look out the
4: window, uh, this is what Melbourne's all about. This is the true Melbourne today, guys. It looked like Armageddon yesterday. but (laughs) Let me tell you today. Blue skies, crystal clear. We'll get qualifying underway uh, at Melbourne Park and... It does uh, now start to feel like the Australian Open when the sun's out.
0: Yeah, there's plenty of good tennis to be had at the moment. And Tanasi Kokonakis, not the way he Mm. would have wanted to start last night at the Adelaide International.
4: No, look, Trent, he's had a couple of losses to start the year. First round loss in Brisbane uh, last week. You know, he's currently sitting at 68 in the world. Uh, look, he, you know, he obviously loves getting back to his native uh, Adelaide. He won the tournament two years ago. Full house, great crowd on uh, day one to watch him play. And he started the match against Dusan Lalvic of Serbia, who's ranked just outside the top 50. I mean, he's been as high as uh, 23 in the world. He's been around a long time. Uh, they hadn't actually met for about eight years, this pair. And, uh, yeah, he got the better of um, Lauvich Had that crowd, you know, right there with him. And uh, just couldn't sort of continue the momentum on. And, yeah, I, I think it's going to be a fascinating year for Thanasi. I mean, obviously, he gets spoken about quite a bit. You know, when you uh, the names that always brought up Kyrios and Kokanakis and what they did, you know, in doubles. But, you know, we know Thanasi is a very capable singles player, but he's never been able to crack the top 50. You know, he's 27. He's not you know, totally in love with the grind of the sport. And uh, it'll be fascinating to see how his year sort of uh, pans out. I mean, you've got to dig in in this sport. And, you know, matches are tough to win. Uh, tournaments are tough to win. Uh, so, yeah, he would love to have started a bit better. But, look, he'll, you know, obviously head to the Australian Open and hope for a, a fairly kind uh, draw just to, you know, uh, win a round or two at least. But, look, yeah, he's talent. He's certainly there. But... um yeah, I just I just think personally he probably should be a, a lot higher than what he is.
2: Darius Saville uh, also won at the Hobart Hobart International last night. Is she our best women's prospect? Like, who are we sort of looking at on the women's side of things for Australia?
4: Well, Jennifer, when you think about it, I mean, Dash has achieved, of all our women, she's achieved the highest ranking. I mean, she got to 20 in the world uh, and great competitor. Um, you know, that, that you know, Russian blood flowing through. And she's made Australia home, obviously, for a long time now, married to Luke Savile and, uh, you know, fellow pro. Uh, and she's as dinky die as you get. Uh, Dasha, she's a lovely soul. Just follow her on Instagram and Tofu, her dog, and she'll just give you a spirit lifter uh, every uh, every single day. Uh, but, look, you know, she um, has had you know, a couple of tough injuries, the Achilles and the knee, which has stopped mm. started the best part of the last four years. So... If she can have one full year on tour, her ranking spike will be there. Um, mm. You know, she she's a great player, uh, Dasher, and you don't get to 20 in the world if you haven't got some great assets. So, yeah, I think she's probably got the most upside if she can stay you know, fit and healthy this year. But, yeah, nice win. Good coup for Hobart. Um, they don't always get the absolute uh, cream of um, uh, the field, but, yeah, to get her as a late wild card. Uh, and Olivia Gadecki, who's a really good rising prospect, the Goldcoaster... Uh, Is good for the tournament.
0: Brett, we had some really bad news for the Australian Open yesterday that Rafael Nadal won't be playing this year. Tennis Australia CEO Craig Tiley believes that we will see Rafa at the Australian Open next year, saying that he'll be provided every opportunity to come back and play. This is what Craig had to say. You are confident we'll see him at Melbourne Park one last time? I would love to see
2: Rafa, as would our fans love to see Rafa, not just one last time, as many times as we could have him, whether he's playing tennis or not. Rafa's a kind of player. He's not going to enter an event or going to the event unless he knows he's 100% fit to win it. And the pitch to me, to him, unfinished business in Melbourne. We, your fans want to see you. We're expecting to see you, but it's entirely up to him. We'll support whatever decision he makes.
0: Thoughts, Brett? Well, look,
4: you know, there's it's a, it's a hell of a lot to play out. Um, you know, obviously, Nadal does have uh, an affinity and he does have a close connection with Tennis Australia. The Raphael Nadal uh, Academy is closely linked um, to our sort of junior development here. A lot of players go over to Rafa's Academy there in Majorca and do training blocks. Um, you know, obviously, he's you know played so many Australian Opens, won a couple, but he also has um, you know a, a partnership, if you like, with Tennis Australia. So... Yeah, I mean, I'm sure he'd love to, you know, go to all the majors and finish on court. That'd be hugely disappointing for him. Um, So we'll have to just wait and see. There's so much to play out. I mean, it's hard to forecast that far ahead. Uh, But, you know, as I said, you know, the last couple of days, he's never put a definitive full stop as to when his last tournament's going to be. He's hinted, he's indicated that the end is near. He knows it's near, um, but we'll just have to see how the year pans out. At least we've got to get him to the French Open first for one last time at least, and then anything's a bonus beyond that, I think.
2: Yeah, Alex Demon, it was interesting in that press conference, was asked about uh, Nadal straight after, like, Tylee, and obviously he hadn't heard Tylee's press conference, but he was certainly like, oh, I don't know if he'll be able to come back. Like, it was very, very contrasting answers. But just on um, Alex Demon, he seemed very quietly confident in his press conference yesterday. Do you think there is this sort of belief building in him that he Mm. actually could go um, further and this is probably his best opportunity so far?
4: No doubt. Yeah, I mean, self-belief's everything, isn't it? I mean, Trent, you've you know, obviously played cricket at the highest level. I mean, if you've got that self-belief as a sports person um, and, you know, y- you think you can actually beat anyone out there, I mean, that's huge. I mean, And he's now sort of validated um, his growth in the sport the last, you know, 15 months with the amount of top 10, top 20 scalps that he's taken. So until he did that, you know, there was probably some little seeds of doubt within Alex. He knew he could compete, but he just couldn't get past these guys. Then you start breaking through and beating them and you reassess. So, yeah, and he's going to get better because he's not even in his prime yet, Um, you know, mid-twenties. So I think there's huge upside to what Demon Orr can do. I don't know where that will land him. Uh, You know, (laughs) they're tough to win majors. You know, Grand Slam matches are really, really tough to win, best of five, but, you know, the thing that can be guaranteed with Alex is he can, he just competes ball after ball after ball. He'll never die wondering. He doesn't look at the scoreboard. If he's down, it's irrelevant. He never waves a white flag. And that's what we love about him.
0: Yeah, it's certainly great to see. And when someone like Pat Rafter comes out and it says he believes the hype, all the other players that play with Alex within the Australian environment, uh, when it comes to national events and things like that. Everyone talks about the fight. And you've referenced Leighton Hewitt and the comparisons between the two. Uh, I can't help but think that Australia are going to see the best of him this summer. And, uh, I mean, he's hoping, right?
4: Yeah, no doubt. We we always want, at our home slam, I, you know, I think back to two years ago, Trent. I mean, I, th- I still think that's my most... Um, cherished memory as a, a broadcaster you know to call ash Barty winning at home you know yeah. it, we'd had such a, a long drought a, and on the men's side what we have got to go back to uh you know mark edmondson in the 1970s it has been a long time i mean to, yeah. that that palpable roar when murray won at wimbledon you know when an american wins in new york uh you know it's been a long time for the french yannick now he's still smoking the pipe there in paris he won in 83. Um, the French can't seem to get someone over the line. Yeah, to have a home slam winner is just uh, massive. So we can uh, we can only hope he has a great run and the draw will
0: come out and we'll assess
4: the path um, Yeah, and see what his trajectory looks like once that comes out on Thursday.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, we need the Australian Open qualifiers that you've said. There's good mm. weather in Melbourne to happen today before that can happen. So let's hope that goes well. Brett, thanks so much for joining us this morning.
4: Pleasure, Tane. Thank you.
0: Good on you, Thank Brett. Thank you. Good on you, Brett. Breakfast is powered by Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. Ah, uh, yes, it's Summer Brecky here on SEN. We're here for Brighton's lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness, contact Brighton's lawyers. We've got so many texts flying in on the Edgewater Homes text line 0457 736 736. And a reminder that Suncorp open line 1300 01 1170. Come on, tell us what you really think about us. Go on, give it to us. We've got, we've got some interesting texts coming no, in. No, don't. Here. I'm bored. <laughs> <laughs> well, so oh, am I've I, clearly, I haven't had morning. a lot of sleep. <laughs> I, I, I can't read and I jumped down your throat before. Sorry about <laughs>
3: that. <laughs> yeah, just, just I dare suggest that you have a little nap. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need a nap!
0: Yeah. <laughs> okay. uh, so go on, hit us with a few texts.
3: Okay. Yeah, well, I have a text here
2: um, saying, Good morning, team. Question for Jaleesa. How are you going in the ultimate tipping competition that my brother-in-law set up? I noticed your name on the tippers list up
3: the mighty Raiders. If you saw me on the tipping list, I'd just like to say, no, you didn't. No, I'm going very badly. So this is a tipping <laughs> competition that I don't, uh,
2: so it's a basically a long story. My friend who's a teacher, she's got another friend who's a teacher. He's in this tipping comp. He <laughs> said to her, I think Jaleesa would like this tipping comp. Anyway, so it's an ultimate tipping comp. You lock the tips in at the start of the year.
3: Okay. So it's like
2: golf, it's everything. Oh, wow. So like golf, surfing, cricket, everything. You know what really stuffed me is I thought the women's thunder. I really believed in them in the WBBL this year Mm. and I put them to win and I use them as my double. Like so you you get double points for someone. Anyway, I'm way down the list. You can't hide when your name's Jaleesa, but text in and tell me what your name is so I can look you up.
0: (laughs) (laughs) There's one here before we get to Nick Ashman. Uh, Can the test cricketer or apologist Trent Copeland give his opinion on the petulance shown when either Steve Smith or Marnus are dismissed? Tatman64, thanks for your text every day getting <laughs> into my opinion. So I, I thought we'd give you the airtime this morning. Uh, look, to be honest, I don't disagree. Every time I played against Marnus and he got out, it was like he was a kid in the backyard and it was like, a, one more,
1: please, come <laughs> on,
0: give us one more go. But uh, look, I, I don't just. Dis- disagree it's uh i wouldn't call it petulance but i think it's just I think it's a bit two harsh on steve smith though oh they're both the same though ah. they're both wacky and they just are uh, when they are out it's like their fun that they get to have every day is over they have to go and sit in the change room do crosswords or talk to that, others. it
2: doesn't carry on though
0: no it's not carry on in, in a sense it's more just like, like minus
2: is a little bit you can see how upset he is where steve i feel like
0: and is the slowest walk off in World cricket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, gets yeah. Out. he circles. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> Time for Nick. Make it look easy with Sportsbet. Chances are you're about to lose. Nick Ashman from Sportsbet. We've been talking about lots in the sporting world this morning, but I I think I've got to say good morning, but you, there's a bone to pick yeah, here, Nick, Jaleesa.
2: Nick, we need a, yeah. a chat. I think
0: I know where this You is. know
2: exactly
5: <laughs> where this is going, don't you? It's going a lot further than that horse I tipped you yesterday,
3: isn't it? <laughs> How did Ready Boss end up, Nick?
5: Well, he he ran a Gallant seventh, uh, beaten 6.7 lengths, and uh, he's a real black booker for next time, Jaleesa. <laughs>
3: Do you know what? More fool me, though, because when I looked up Ready Boss, this is the recent form, seven of eight seven of ten eight of eight six of six five yep. of six what was I
2: thinking <laughs> but anyway I'll yep. I'll you yeah, I'll let you make it up with another one
5: yeah i I'll, I'll get you one uh Definitely by the time we finish up here today. So, uh, <laughs> look, you win, you, you, as, as the slogan says, you win some, you lose more. Yeah. So, you've got to yes. always gamble responsibly. This is but, a good um, lesson. uh, yesterday wasn't our day, but, uh, hey, we might find something there
0: tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, start us off with the US politics. What is the market saying about well, Donald Trump? This is interesting.
5: I'm bored by a yesterday uh, asking about the the funky Super Bowl markets. And I thought, well, look, let's just have a bit of fun. There's a little bit of a lull now until the Australian Open kicks off next week. Obviously, we've got NBA and NFL. But um, a lot of talk in the news about um, Donald Trump, you know, maybe not being able to be president at the next election. So I found it interesting just looking at these markets at a barbecue on Sunday afternoon where um, (laughs) – Joe Biden to be the, the leader of the Democrats going into the election later this year is a dollar thirty, so it's expected that he will be the person to lead the party. But even shorter than him is Donald Trump. He's a dollar seventeen to, rep- to represent the Republican Party at the uh, at the big U.S. election this year. And in terms of who's favourite to win that election in November 2024, Donald Trump. Two dollars thirty, and he was two forty on Sunday. So he continues to firm. Joe Biden three dollars ten, and then you're looking at Nikki Haley, who's seven fifty, and the only other person under double figures. So, if the market's correct, guys, we're looking at Donald Trump being the leader of the free world for the second time, uh, with a little gap in between. But we'll see what unfolds over the coming months.
0: Seriously, it is just bonkers it's that loose. that bloke can have done what he has done. I, I don't even want to get involved in politics, but seriously that for a country that you always sat back and just thought they can sort things out over there. No, they, no, they clearly can't.
2: You always had a, (laughs) always had a bid on, but you're like, (laughs) they can sort it out. Yeah. 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 Anyway, that's pretty wild. Uh, Triple J Hottest 100. I love, by the way, can I just say, I love that you're doing all these markets. This is fantastic. Triple J Hottest 100.
5: I've got to find a way to make it up to you, Julie. <laughs> uh, <yesterday, laughs> you have. So. You have. Uh, my, my racing tips stink, so I've got to try and at least make it amusing. But, um, uh, yeah, this is an interesting one. It'll be on the Saturday the 27th of January, so it's a long weekend for most people because Friday's obviously the public holiday being Australia Day. Uh, Paint the Town Red by those who catch a $2 favourite. We find the market's usually pretty good with this, guy, So keep an eye on it as we get closer to the Jan 27. When you see one, uh, you know, song being absolutely backed uh, off the map, that's usually the winner. Rhyme Dust uh, is your second pick at 225 and then Rush at 375. So it does look like it'll be one of those uh, three songs that'll win the... J. Uh, <laughs> <two day> <laughs> oh, Jaleesa's
0: face. Jaleesa's face while you're saying that.
3: Oh, sorry. That? Am I getting old? Is this the moment? Yeah, yeah,
5: don't worry. I had to Google some of these uh, songs and listen to them before I came on here this morning. So uh, I'm with you, Joyce. I've got really no idea about any of these songs, but there's people out there that do, and my job's to cater for them.
0: Yeah. Oh, dear. Uh, just quickly, before you go, let's talk some sport. <laughs> yep. The Big Bash and the Strikers Hurricanes, fifth and sixth on the table. So it's massive. They play twice this week. Talk to us about tonight.
5: Yeah. Yeah, well, what's interesting with these two teams, and we've touched on this before, Trent, is that the market just doesn't seem to be able to get it right. The underdog out of the, in each of the last four times these teams have played, the underdog, the least expected to win, has come out and won. So if history's anything to go by, the Hurricanes at $2.15 should get the job done tonight over the Adelaide strikers. So something there for the for the BBL fans. And asking you shall receive, Jaleesa, tomorrow's right. Sandown down the Melbourne Race 1, number 8. Here we go. Hang
2: on. Race what?
0: Race one. Race one
5: at Stand Down.
2: Okay. Number
5: eight, Time to Chat, which is probably a topical tip, given that I come on your great program two mornings in a row.
2: Well, I'm All on. Time Here comes the retirement okay. plan. No, gamble responsibly. Gamble responsibly.
5: Unfortunately, I'm, I'm not on air the day after <gasps> you guys. Ah, uh, well timed. So
0: hopefully, isn't by the time
2: that, I'm next back on, you'll forget. Isn't that convenient?
0: <laughs> Nick, Nick, thanks so much for your time this morning, mate.
4: Thanks, Nick. All the
5: best, guys. Have a good day. See ya.
4: Make it look easy with Sportsbet.
0: Chances are you're about to lose. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. It's Summer Brekkie here on SEN. You're with Trent Copeland and Jaleesa Apps. And we've just been talking to Nick Ashman from Sportsbet. Before we get to this, just the headlines that we've been discussing, if you're just waking up this morning. In the cricketing world, plenty of chatter continues over who should replace Davey Warner at the top of the order. Early in the show, we heard from former Aussie coach Darren Lehman on who believes, who he believes um, should replace Davey Warner and also Steve Smith and the fact that he should stay where he is at number four. Uh, the Scorchers last night, way too good for the Thunder. Uh, questions raised about the pitch. Uh, that was Sydney showground stadium, the home for the Sydney Thunder and a disappointing pitch in the context of professional cricket and where we need it to be. Kevy Walters was talking about Selwyn Cobbo moving to the centres after Herbie Farnworth is changing clubs to the Dolphins. Uh, The Australian Open qualifiers expected to get underway later today. We just heard that from Brett Phillips that it's great news in Melbourne. Sun is out and that should go ahead. And the big news of the morning, really, Tiger Woods and Nike have ended their partnership after 27 years Arguably the most famous collaboration of athlete and brand in the world. It's reported to be worth around $500 million over its lifetime. Pick up the phone and have your say on the Suncorp open line, one one 1170 We are here for Bingley, better living every day, and we're powered by Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. But let's get back to Nick Ashman and... The songs that he was just talking mm. about. Yeah, I'm with you. I have zero knowledge of those songs.
2: This one I did know.
0: Okay. It's Doja Cat.
3: I said what I said. I'd rather be famous instead. I let all that get to my head. I don't care. I paint the town red, bitch. I said what I said. I'd rather be
0: famous instead. I let all okay, so you knew Are that you one. A fan? Oh yeah, good song. I have heard that. But oh, I, you have heard if, good. But if, the rest I didn't know. If I heard that song and you asked me randomly in the car, mm. and you asked me who sang it, what's the name of it, you no clue. Yeah. So my rec, it, when asked about what would be the top of the list, there's no way that's in my mind. You
2: know, this time of year too, people are like put their top, top hottest. You know.
0: Do you need to sleep? <laughs> do you need to sleep? I do need to sleep. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yes. Yes,
2: I do. We all I'm not going
0: to be the. To sleep. I'm not
3: going to be the toddler like you and deny that I need to sleep. <laughs> I need to sleep. You know how they put that on social media. You know, people post that and their Spotify raps. Yes, I don't care.
0: <laughs> you I don't straight care.
3: up don't care. I don't care that do you unfollow when. No, I can't unfollow my friends. I think. They... Oh, so you're talking specifically <laughs> I I about your friends? i can sledge them on radio. I just can't <laughs> unfollow them. That would be a bridge too far.
0: Oh, tough times. Yeah. Uh, mine was full of. Frozen, uh, the Lion King, Wiggles—that's what our Spotify is <laughs> used for.
3: Spotify rap. Oh,
2: yeah.
0: While we're in the car, and have Taylor heard, Swift.
2: Oh, have you heard Snoop Dogg's uh, kids album?
0: No, <laughs> that's a really weird. <laughs> I play
2: that. Um, so he he's got a kids album. Um, let me just find what it's called. But um, I always, you know, how parents um I get in their cars, like as my friends start to have kids, I'm like. What are you doing, mate? Like, why are you listening to this baby shark? Like, the kid's one. It doesn't know what's going on. Like,
3: just throw on some 50 cent and make your life bearable, like, for this car trip. Anyway, but Snoop Dogg has combined the two and he made a kid's album. Listen to that on your way home.
0: Okay, I will. It's
3: appropriate. Okay. The affirmation song slaps. Like, it is so good.
0: Well, that's something that yeah. I didn't expect to wake up and learn today. Uh, there's plenty of texts coming in on uh, 0457 736 736, the Edgewater Homes text line. This one, Hygelissa and Trent. Martin Lawrence here from Echuca. Here you are, both stars. Your thoughts on the BBL pitch last night, please. Oh,
2: hello, Martin. I have have emailed Martin for years. He used to listen to me on cricket podcast, and then we became friends. And um, he always listens to all of our stuff. So, hello, Martin.
0: Ah, nice one. Uh, Were you going to answer the question there, or just say good morning? Uh,
3: uh,
2: I was asleep. I was asleep. (laughs) Uh,
0: Jaleesa was smart. Trent is the better one to answer this (laughs) because
3: I was. Doing an app.
0: Yeah, I think the the pitch, the disappointing factor, look, it's not about the fact that a pitch spins, but it's when it's abnormal uh, tackiness that is avoidable. I mean, Ricky Ponting on the coverage last night said, you know, it's a professional cricket venue. They have covers. It's not like it. And and we've just had the Sydney test in Sydney over the last week, and there was only about two hours of play missed because of rain. It's not like it's been bucketing down for weeks. Yeah. So – I don't think there's any excuse and it just isn't up to the standard that we expect in Australia for professional cricket. So look, I, I understand the criticism, but like anything in professional sport, everyone at a venue, administrators, players, officials, and in this case, groundsmen, are there to be critiqued when things don't look up to scratch. Mm. And that's just part of professional sport. Yeah. Unfortunately. Uh, We're going to hear about um, the Sixers prospects for the finals with Jordan Silk a little later in the show out of eight o'clock and just recapping some of the other news in the FA Cup. Just one game this morning with Wigan Athletic playing Manchester United that kicked off at 7.15am. So we might get a little score check on that one shortly and German legend, Franz Beckenbauer has died aged 78, widely regarded as one of football's greatest ever players. He won the World Cup as captain of West Germany in 1974 and lifted the trophy again as manager in 1990. Played 582 professional games for Bayern Munich.
2: Uh, and Land is the name of Snoop Dogg's kids' album for those who okay. Were- Doggy land. Yeah, kids hits volume one. I assume a volume two is coming. Can't Uh, wait
3: for that drop.
0: (laughs) Can't wait for that. Uh, Just an update on that FA Cup score. Manchester United, surprisingly, if you're a United fan, United fan, 1-0 up against Wigan Athletic. Uh, They haven't been leading too many games of late, but good news there Uh, with 25 minutes gone in the FA Cup. We're here for Brighton's Lawyers, unable to work due to injury or illness. Contact Brighton's Lawyers. We've got some lovely texts flowing in, some really heartfelt messages <laughs> on 0457 736 736. The first one, when are Vossie and Brandy back? Yeah, thanks. Um, <laughs> soon. No, but seriously, when answer. are they back? I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired. Uh, we were just talking about the pitch for the match last night for the Sydney Thunder Perth Scorchers at uh, Showground Stadium. The... This one, high team, I can never get my head around Australia's obsession with perfect pitches. Mm. I liked the pitch last night. It was something different to the usual roads we prepare. It's still allowed for a good contest. Cricket of all sports uh, or all types, I guess, could do with some variety. That's an interesting yeah, point. Yeah, not a
1: bad
2: point. Yeah. And both
0: teams have to play on the same pitch.
2: Exactly. Yep.
0: Yeah. Uh, the one thing that I just don't like about that scenario, and I guess why – during commentary, we naturally progress into this is just unacceptable is when batters just physically are watching the ball come down mm. and they cannot physically hit it. Yeah, like, okay. It, it becomes impossible to hit. And it, I guess you could argue that in India, for example, in test matches, when the wickets worn, it, it becomes very similar. But in this instance, a T20 match, it shouldn't have that sort of, Unfair nature to it, yeah. Um, between bat and ball as a contest, yeah. My, and the other thing, I guess you could say is there's an unfair contest on most of the roads for the bowlers. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> bowling on a highway.
3: Where do you stand
2: on? Um, like, I've become a real fan of pink ball tests, and I'm really excited um, by that. Where do you stand on that as a cricketer?
0: I don't. I really like it, but you I know like there's it. some players that are really against. Yeah, it. Yeah,
2: when you talk to some players, yeah. they really don't like it. I. Generally, I think fans like it um, just because it does maybe bring a little bit more of that variety in. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I just wondered where you were.
0: Yeah, I'm a fan of it uh, just because of, and now being in the media for five or six years as well, just the undeniable nature of night Test match cricket and what that brings. And when the pink ball under lights comes out, it's Mm. just magic to watch.
2: What about, I know there was a bit of a debate happening on the weekend, the pink ball being brought out when the lighting is bad. I don't love that.
0: No, me either. I think it needs to be a we're with pink ball the whole time. Exactly. Or not at all. And it's unfortunate. We need to come up with a better solution to keep playing. Um, You know, not when it's dangerous, but in the light where it was the other day, some avenue to staying on the field, whether it's increased floodlighting, I don't know. But
2: that was a faulty light, yeah, yeah,
0: that was disappointing. Yes, uh, this one from Brett Morning, guys, I'm now scarred for life listening to Snoop Dogg's Doggy Land. Oh, Thanks come on, <laughs> did you
2: listen to the affirmation song though? Didn't that pep you up? Come oh, on,
0: Oh, dear me. Uh, this one, Morning, Trent and Jaleesa. Now that Tiger and Nike has split, the next big question is. Who does Tiger sign with next? That's interesting. Mm. Which bra- which brand is big enough to be paying the dosh that Tiger needs?
2: Yeah. Are you, and are you scrambling as a brand to be like, because it's the initial impact, right? So even if you sign him, just say you sign him on a really short-term contract, the initial mm. press that you get from Tiger has signed after being shunned by a Nike vibe. Yeah. Like that's going to, that's pretty lucrative.
0: Interesting. That, uh, I hadn't thought about it from that lens, but surely if
2: you're a competitor, like if you're Adidas, you are picking up the phone immediately and going, how much is this going to cost?
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm sure Tiger knows that's coming too. Yeah. He can definitely play the market. Uh, this one has come in from Matt. Guys, just one last thing on golf fashion. Aaron Baddeley's nickname on the PGA tour is dresses as in dresses badly. Oh, that's harsh. Just (laughs) doing his best.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I mean I
2: know I, we didn't like Jason Day's pants earlier, but you
0: know. I'm a fan of Jason Day's kit. Uh, I got Did to Did you say, look it up? No. The new one. No, I just mean in general what oh, he wears. Oh, okay, right. Wearing high tops. Yeah, you know, I don't golf. know that
2: you'd like these pants. They don't give me a Trent Copeland vibe. <laughs>
0: <laughs> What's the Trent Copeland uh, vibe?
2: Just
3: look up the pants.
0: As you sit just here, just here fully, fully dressed and I come in casual gear with Birkenstocks every day, <laughs> making me feel bad about yeah, myself. Yeah,
3: no, no. You come in like you're, you're just too cool for school.
2: Uh, I'm here with my little like ironed clothes on ready to start the day. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, another text from Nick about these sponsorships in sport, Morning Copes and JA Roger and Rolex. Oh,
2: that's the one you want.
0: Wimbledon and Slasinger for over a hundred years, yeah. and the top tip for twenty twenty four: the Raiders seven dollars fifty for the spoon, real dagger I to the heart. I know you're
2: trying to hurt me, Nick. <laughs> I know you're trying to hurt me, but I agree.
0: You agree? No,
2: I think that uh, look. I'm going to anger some Tigers fans here. Um, <laughs> I think the Tigers will be the the spoon again. I just think I I reckon when Jerome gets there, that's going to transform things. But I do think the Raiders will not be far off. I'm very worried about, we haven't really signed a half and a back. Like we need a back. Mm. We've signed a lot of, like re-signed a lot of really good forwards. Yeah. It's the backs that worry me a little bit.
0: It's an interesting one with the Raiders, isn't it? It, And the ability to lure top talent to Canberra. Mm. Uh, it's, uh, what's your opinion on that as a fan? Because it seems like you're in the market and the conversations happen, but actually landing, the big fish is uh, becoming a bit of an issue. Well,
2: and I can understand for people like who aren't from Canberra or maybe don't like that, like I'm from a, from a country town, so I'd happily live in Canberra, Yeah, but I understand if you are born, like if you were Jerome Lewis in Sydney and you've got all these Sydney clubs after you, it is not very lucrative to move to Canberra. Mm. What I never understand is when Canberra players who are very well established in Canberra, then come to Sydney, like particularly when they were in that premiership window and like, then they come to Sydney and I'm thinking if you're that player that's sort of on say 700,000, like you're, you're not a superstar, but you're pretty good. And then you come to Sydney for say maybe 900,000, your cost of living and yeah. the lifestyle that you can make in Canberra, especially if you've got a young family is, okay, you're going to get 200,000 more a year. You're going to lose uh, 50% of that in tax. So there's a hundred grand. You're going to lose, uh, say 10% to your manager. And then was that really worth it? Cause then the house that you bought in Canberra, now you're going to pay that much to rent a unit in Sydney. <laughs> so I never understand. And I feel like they don't, anyway, there's my rent. <laughs>
0: well, you actually make a lot of sense. Very practical. This morning.
3: Yeah, just ring me for all your accountants' <laughs> advice.
0: If you're thinking about a new job, ring Jaleesa. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah and I'll <laughs> the, talk through you the numbers. The
0: Suncorp open line, 1300 01 11 Let us know. Where are you planning on moving? And Jaleesa can help <laughs> you out.